Good morning. So please join with me in our responsive call to worship that you'll find in your bulletins. As our new church year begins today, new life is given to each one of us, filled with God's hope, strength, support, love, and fresh possibilities. As we take this step into our future that is bright with hope, may we celebrate this gift and this day in worship, reverence, and joy. May you renew and strengthen our spirit, O oh God. So our prayer of invocation is a moment when we welcome and invite God's presence in our worship and in our lives. It is a time of centering. Today, in light of this day, we welcome everyone to join in this morning's invocation as a special unison reading to join together as one as we invite God's presence, direction, and power to be with all of us, with our nation, and with our world, especially on this day, as we still live and are impacted by the wake of September 11th. So today, let's join together in our unison prayer. So if you would please join me as we read together all the parts. For those who went into danger, we give thanks. For those who remain behind us, confirmed and injured, we give thanks. For those who thought of others first, we give thanks. For those who offered comfort to others, we give thanks. For moments of unknown, grant us courage. In times of fear, grant us courage. When called upon to stand for the right of others, grant us courage. When others call for our destruction, grant us courage. When the enemies of freedom lash out, bless us with your peace. When the darkness of hatred descends, bless us with your peace. When we feel the urge to trample and destroy, bless us with your peace. When we look to the future of your universe, bless us with your peace. Amen. Amen.
And you know we, uh, good morning. Um, just before announcements, um, you know, we, we don't want to skip over the, uh, uh, we are doing things in a little bit of a different order this morning. So um, I just want to be able to take this time to something that's important to have us all join together in, in our Lord's Prayer first, and then we'll have our announcements. So just join with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And good morning. Um, good morning to all of our members, all of our friends, first-time visitors, um, those who have been away over the summer and we're back. It's great to see you, great to be together, um, and to all those who are watching on YouTube. Um, I am so glad we are all together in person and in this way and all parts of the country as well. Um, we are so blessed that we have a wonderful uh, church community, and uh, you have to say, as we were as we were going through the uh, liturgy, and there's going to be a few more things today, but I did have honestly a bit of a flashback to um, to that that first Sunday. Tuesday, on that beautiful, crisp and clear day, when um, you just knew at that moment that life was changing right before you, and it has. And right after that, on that Sunday, this church was packed to the gills, I think with about 500 people standing in the aisles as we felt not only our loss but as we came together and felt the power and pull of community and what means the most at times like those and at least at that moment being wise enough to know where to go when you need something like that may we always remember May we always return to be together and to be stronger and to be renewed. That was my little flashback. So um, it really is great to be together. I'm gonna to share a couple of announcements. Um, as I do, let me just welcome you to take friendship registers that you're gonna find in the center aisles and the outside aisles. Um, you wanna just take it your name down, pass it along, you know, when you pass it back, you just might look at those people who are sitting next to you or sitting in your own pew and connecting some faces with names. And um, just to share a few things, so first of all, um, on this first Sunday back, we, uh, uh, we're going to be having our picnic right after church, right there in the courtyard, in the hot 
dogs and hamburgers and all sorts of good things. I don't know about for the body, but certainly for the soul. You gotta balance these things out, I think, I don't know. Um, so, you know, just come and renew and recharge and connect. Um, all of our programs are, are back and ready. We are ready for you and the choirs are starting up. Um, adult choir, the senior choir, it's great to see you, great to see you. Um, hope that you had a wonderful, wonderful summer and I'm glad that you're back practicing and singing. And the children and youth uh, choirs are starting back up and Philip Betancourt is here and our youth choir and youth and teen choir director and, and Marnie Cruz, our cherub choir director. Um, and there is life and there is new life here. Um, and then the program starting up this week, men's group and women's group, uh, men's group on Thursday morning at 7 a.m. It's worth it to get up, I tell you. Uh, women's group at 11.30. Um, confirmation is having their parents Meeting after church next Sunday, senior high youth group starts next Sunday, middle school youth group. Um, and I, I want to take this time too, um, from the summertime, to really thank um, some, some people for leading us through worship. I want to thank Les Miller, um, who was here, and Dave Stewart, who was here, and Julianne Center, who is also here. Thank you so much for your for your leadership and for your love over the summer. Um, I just wanna encourage you and invite you to read all of your announcements very, very thoroughly in your bulletin and in the newsletter that you receive. If for some reason you don't are not receiving the newsletter, either in print or in email, then please share your email address and we will absolutely put you on that list um, so that you can be staying in touch and staying in the, in the loop. And it is going to be a great year. So thank you.
fast. You know what else is fast? All the children in our church. So why don't you hop on down up here to me. And while the kids are coming forward, um, just a reminder to parents that church school is for kindergarten through eighth graders in the chapel. And this year we have the wonderful uh, Sydney King back with us to lead church school. And then uh, we have childcare for infants through four-year-olds down in room five. So come grab a seat on your, on your steps. It's been so long that we have had a group like this. Good to see everyone, and we have new friends and old friends. All right, wow, this is awesome. Just grab a seat anywhere. So, good morning, everyone. Thank you, thank you. I know it's a new year, let's try it again. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Nice. All right, it's a new year. When I walked out into Fellowship Hall and saw the senior choir, I was like, Happy New Year! And they kind of look at you. Why do I say it's a new year? Why do I say Happy New Year? Because it's a new year for church, right? We start in September. It's kind of weird, but that's we all kind of gather back after summer. We're back here. It is September, I find, a year of a lot of new things. What new things have happened to you guys this month so far? School. Did you go to a new school? No. Same school, new teachers? Yes. New grade? Yeah. New friends? No. Old friends? You haven't made any new friends? <laughs> well, we're going to work on that. <laughs> Always. What else? What else is new? Did anyone try a new team? Did you try a new team? Soccer team? Anyone else try a new soccer team? Yeah? How about a new football team? How about a new instrument? Anyone have to learn a new instrument? Not a new one, but different. More, more hard. More hard. More, more difficult? That's the word. So 28 and a half years ago, Mr. Whitmore and I came to this town. It was a new town. It was a new church. It was all new people. And I'll tell you something. I was scared. I was scared. It was all new. I didn't know what's it going to be like. What are the people going to be like? Are my kids going to be happy? What's it all going to be like? And I'll tell you the truth. I may have even cried. I was so scared at some of the thoughts that I was having. But you know what I found? Coming here wasn't scary at all. It wasn't scary at all. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even remotely scary. The people were so nice, and it wasn't even hard. It just was, like, different. And I thought, you know, sometimes when we've never done something before, it can be scary, right? So raise your hand if you've ever been scared from trying something new. Right? You get that feeling? We all know what it feels like, right? So one of the things that I like to remind everybody about is it's perfectly normal to be scared about something new. But you know what we don't want to do when we're scared about trying something new? We don't want to not do it, right? We got to find it within ourselves to move past that scary thing. And there's a great saying that says bravery doesn't mean not being scared. 
It means being scared and not letting this fear stop you from doing it. All right, so I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna share with you my fear, okay? All right, somebody, one person, who shall it be? Who shall it be? You. Give me a word, any word, a noun, a thing, a thing, anything. What is it? A school. Okay, school. All right. Hang on. Okay. Uh, okay. Hang on. Hang on. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, school. Okay. All right. One of the things I'm scared of is playing Pictionary. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I actually, like, I literally, when, when I asked her to do this, my stomach was going, why are you, why did you pick this? I picked it because I can't draw. I, my brain does not work in such a way that the image that I have in my head, which is of Mill Hill School, because my kids went there, I was there for like 500 years, I know exactly what it looks like. That picture in my head doesn't translate through my arm onto the piece of paper. And so I look at something and I like, I draw it and I go, oh, that's a school, and you may not agree. Um, and, but then I, I get thinking about that, uh, and I have a couple choices. I could take drawing lessons and learn how to draw better. So I did, and what do you think happened? I did not learn how to draw better. <laughs> I took online classes. I practiced shapes and, and I, you know, you all can draw boxes within boxes and it looks like they're standing on the paper. I can't do that. I literally can't do that. So I, could, I took lessons, I tried, and then two other things could happen. So I tried and I didn't get better. And I thought, okay, now I have two more choices. What are my two more choices? Quit. I could quit and never draw again. Not a bad idea for me, you'll see in a moment. Or I could uh, uh, try and keep doing it and maybe waste a couple hours. No, I've wasted so many hours. But I could quit or I could just keep doing it and laugh and have fun with it, right? So this is my school. <laughs> this is so bad, you guys. All right, here's my school. I'm not showing it to the camera. You're all going to have to see it later. This is not going on YouTube for, this is my school. All right. This is my school. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. You're very sweet. It's abstract. It's a Pablo Picasso of schools. So I, I got to thinking about things we can do and things we can't do. And you know what I can do? I can, I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good tennis partner. If you ever need a tennis partner, I'm your girl to call. Because my brain works that way. My brain doesn't work for drawing. If you, need a, if you need a Pictionary partner, call me if you want to laugh really hard and not win, I'm your gal. If you want to win, don't call me, right? And I, I got to think about that. I was like, you know what, that's all okay. Because these are all the gifts that God has given me. God's given me lots of gifts. I did not get the gift of drawing. Does that make me a bad person? Nope. Did it make it hard in school during art class? It did. Like, sometimes my art teachers would just look at me and go, 
yeah. And I'd be like, sorry, I, I tried, I tried. And for them, all, it, all they needed was to know that I tried. So, and I think that's true for all of us. So maybe you really love soccer, but maybe you're not the best soccer player. You don't make a team. It's okay. If you love it, play in your backyard. Play with your friends. If you try a soccer team because your parents really want you to be a soccer player and you're not good at it and you really don't like it, don't play soccer or play it for fun. It's all okay because you have so many gifts, so many skills. So this week I want you to do this. I want you to think in your head, what are the really great gifts that God has given me? Am I a great singer? Am I very kind? Am I nice to new friends? Am I a good musician? Am I a great theater person? Am I a good artist? What am I? Who am I? What are the gifts that God has given me? Because when you know what those gifts are, then you begin to know how you want to live your life and what special things you're going to do in this world. So really quick, is there anyone who knows right now one of their gifts that God has given them? Go. Flexibility, are you a gymnast? Ah, lovely, I have gymnasts. I know what that is. Anyone else? You, little miss, do you have a special gift? Singing. Do you have another gift? Barrel riding, she, she does rodeo barrel riding. How awesome is that, little known fact about Heidi Sandler. So, this week, think about what are your special gifts from God? And how can you use those to be the best that you can be? All right, let's say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for all the things that you've given to me. The fun, the laughter, the kindness, and all the special gifts that I can use to make this world a better place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so if you're kindergarten through eighth grade, you're going to go to the chapel with Sydney. Woohoo! And if you are four years old or younger, you're going to go to room five um, downstairs. So if you need help getting to room five, we will show you how. All right, let's go.
I, um, I did offer to hold up a large easel so that you all could see the Pictionary happen live, and I was very promptly rejected. <laughs> but it is so wonderful to be here in your spirit with your energy of all of you this morning as we turn to a time of prayer and join that energy together. And so as we do that, I ask you to keep the following people in your hearts, in your minds, in your spirits. First, Hannah Basco, who is recovering from a knee surgery. We pray for strength and healing as she recoups. We also offer prayers for Neil Rice, for his health and healing. He's back home after the hospital stays and continuing complications. So we pray for his healing and for his wife, Carol, for her heart and mind as she continues with his care. So too, do we offer prayers for Sally Smith and her family, whose beloved brother James Brooks died peacefully with his sister by his side. And so we offer prayers of love and support. And we offer prayers of thanksgiving for a very successful brain surgery this week, and which removed a cancerous tumor from one of our church members. And so we continue to offer prayers of healing after that successful recovery. We also pray for Joanne Parody, who's back home and recovering from a successful heart surgery. And we offer continued prayers for Steve Weitzer, who's undergoing treatment for pancreatic cancer. So too do we offer prayers for many in our congregation who are undergoing continuing chemotherapy and treatments for cancer. We also continue to pray for all those who struggle with and against mental illness. We offer prayers of love and support for these unseen illnesses. And we also have prayers of great celebration, which we know can exist alongside great pain. So we offer prayers of celebration for Christiana Whitcomb, who's a member here and the daughter of Haviland and Jim Whitcomb. Who, and so Christiana married Cooper Fitzgerald in Maine yesterday by Laura. So we also pray for Laura, who drove seven hours returning from that. And we also pray additional nuptial celebratory prayers for the marriage of Haley Welk, who's the daughter of Betsy Welk, to Jack Robertson two weeks ago in another beautiful wedding performed by Laura. And then finally, we, have, we offer prayers to all of our children who started a new year of school and for this church, that we may have a blessed year guided by God's loving kindness and that seeming magic that happens when we all come together in great faith and fellowship. So with these and all of the prayers in our own hearts and minds, we come to the Lord. God of grace, within our time, and yet so completely apart and other, imbued in every detail of our lives, and yet so beyond their scope. God who separated water from land, but who meets us on the shore, who separated day from night, but who meets us at dusk and dawn, who separated good from evil, but who meets us with love when we fall short. Loving God, we come to you in our time our sacred Sunday worship to encounter you. And so on this day in which we celebrate the beginning of a new chapter in time, a new year with which to gather around your holy word, your song and worship, 
your sacred meal and your blessed people, a community of love and laughter, and not least of all, support in times of need. Lord, may you meet us here. Motivate us and move us towards your loving touch, your divine providence, your grace. Help us to live into your call to love our neighbors as ourselves, to never count the cost, to give of ourselves knowing we receive so much more in return. And in this mission, meet us here. So too, on this day in which we remember and commemorate the end of a sad chapter in our nation's history, the lives of so many of your beloved people a day in which we mourn loss and still honor the brave response of fellowship, of hope, of mutual help and aid which rose from it. A day in which our nation began a new chapter which has been mired by our hurt, by our flaws and brokenness, by bloodshed and tears in which we can only ask for your help and presence. Lord, on this day at once 21 years, and the blink of an eye after, a day so few can forget. Lord, may you meet us here, motivate us, and move us towards your good grace, your desire to make all broken and bruised things new and clean and healed. Help us to live into your call to unify, to love instead of fight, to make our table as wide as we can, so that all might eat and might thrive. And may you meet us at that table. And so Lord, on this day in which we gather to worship you, in which we carry so much through wooden front doors and hope to leave a little lighter, may you help us to honor the contradiction of our existence. May you help us to mind the gaps in our understanding, guide us through time, from the past, into the future, through this holy present now to see how everything moves towards you, to see the ways in which death and birth contain so much life in between. And so may we be reminded that the big and little moments which move us into the momentum of years are not empty of divine presence, but overflowing with life everlasting. And so God of our little moments, and the moments which so few of us can forget. Big and little engagements and weddings, baptisms and funerals, accidents and memories, and conversations from which you know you are changed, God of all these things. Thank you for meeting us here, for being here. And we ask, Lord, for more, ever more moments in the name of Jesus Christ, who in just three years of ministry, continues to live on, showing us the power and the pursuit of divine love. Amen. And now our call to offering this week is related and it's a classic. It comes from Acts chapter 20, verse 35, in which the Apostle Paul is cheering on new churches, new disciples of Jesus, inviting them into this walk that is being a Christian. And he writes, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, 
We must help the weak or weary and remember the words of Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And I've been reflecting on that lately. What a gift it is to be able to give gifts. What a gift it is to be able to share generously. What a gift it is to have enough to spare and therefore to be able to bless people. And so it is in this spirit of gift giving, in this spirit of the words of Jesus, that the morning offering will now be taken, thanking you for your generosity online and in person.
Oh God, you fill us with your love when we feel most alone. You encourage us when we falter. You guide us when we are lost. And you bless us when life seems meager. May you bless us now as we offer ourselves and our gifts so that others may also know the fullness of your grace. Amen. This morning we have uh, three short scripture passages. Uh, we're going to be reading these together. Just a little, uh, little background to the, to the first one, which is from the book of Isaiah. And this is the voice of God speaking. And it is the voice that reflects what God's posture is to us. And this is where we begin. Let's join together. Where it says, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up. And then from Micah, we have a very straightforward message of how we are to live in response to this. And this says, what does the Lord require of you but do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And then finally, we hear from Jesus who guides us, and this is as clear as can be and so familiar, many of us know this by heart, where he says... Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And now may God bless our understanding and living of this word of abundant life. I love summertime. I love it. And you know, summer was beautiful. I know there were some hot times, but it's beautiful. It's summer. And now summer is a wonderful memory. I don't like to say summer's over, but it's a wonderful memory just to be able to to savor, you know, and and to think about it. I always say there's some beautiful days when I say to Laura, it's like, I'm going to remember this in February. Right? I remember this in March. And now school's back in session, vacations are over, and where would we be without school and without work, right? So we need all of it, of course, each in its good time. So all the children, as Laura was saying, with this wonderful mass of kids up front, school's back in session, the kids are notched up to the next level. It's interesting what happens, right? And we've all been through this. So we leave in June or so, or May, and then we notch up to the next level. We kind of, we go through this transformation. We expect different things of ourselves. We expect different things from, from, from those around us and so forth. We advance to the next year. A wonderful preschool here has begun, and that's always a happy time with these beautiful, beautiful, eager faces. You should come here sometime during the week and just feel the energy of, of these kids. And Broadway Boot Camp, Broadway Boot Camp, we had a wonderful, another, another wonderful time, led by Philip here and, and Frank, and um, that's always just fabulous. And uh, also over the summer, we had you know our mission trip to Redshirt Table Reservation out in South Dakota, 
And um, now some of the kids who went on that mission trip have notched up to the next level. They're off to college, right? And other church kids have just started high school, their new life in high school, and their new life in middle school, and a new life in, in, in elementary school. And others who just graduated, we had a bunch of kids graduate from college last, last May, at the beginning of summer. And they're just beginning on their new career. So this moment is, is rich. It's so rich with new adventures and life-shifting transformations. All kids, you know, in all ages. Now, even in the last few weeks as a church, we have had some things that have been mentioned, baptisms, weddings. There's renovation projects that are going on, you know, repointing the mortar. But, you know, it's about half of the outside of the entire church that's being redone. Renewal getting ready for a new year. And you know what? With our family, we had some transformations with our, with our family as well. Now that we have a church family, I'm talking about, our, I'm talking about our, our own family. Some exciting things happen. Our daughter Aaliyah moved to London uh, with her job and she is thrilled as can be and Laura and I went along with her and we helped her get settled there and she's having a great time of it. And um, when we were in London, our son Scott texted um, all of us in the family, and he said, I have some exciting news to share with you. So he's in Maui, Hawaii, which is like 11 hours this way from, from you know, London, and we're over you know, six hours this way from, from London, and then the, you know, our other two kids, they're in Connecticut. And, and, uh, and so he shares with us that he's got some big news where his, he and his long-term girlfriend uh, are in now in a committed relationship, and, and in a year they're going to be moving back east, they think, from Hawaii back to, uh, to the east coast, and that's a, that's a pretty big deal with Jen and her son. And uh, Parker, Parker, who's doing the live stream today, he's got a new position and a new company. He doesn't just do live stream, he actually works as a full-time architect. <laughs> um, and oh, it's his birthday today as well. <laughs> so that's always a good one. And then, um, and then our daughter, Audra, well, she also moved to a new position in, in her school um, where she is becoming the, transitioning into um, head of lower school. And, oh, she just got engaged a week ago on Friday. So... <laughs> She got engaged to her wonderful boyfriend, John Hogue, and they are both here today, so congratulations to the two of you. And uh, John is a wonderful man. We're all very, very blessed. Um, so what a time. What a time. So many things going on. And so many things going on in our church family, too. So Julianne, Julianne, our student minister, didn't know I was going to talk about you. So this is, your, this is your third year with us, and, you have, and we've watched you grow and, and develop and, and just mature so beautifully, and you're such a wonderful spiritual leader. Your third and, and final year in school, and we had a new staff position added, communications director. You're going to want to meet her, Jenea Patterson. And then another interesting thing happened. We have a church member, Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart is here. Dave Stewart, um, who has been so involved here in our church, 
um, as a church member, and he's been a deacon and chairperson of the Board of Deacons. He's been a trustee and chairperson of the Board of Trustees, been on the Stewardship Committee. Um, he's helped on all sorts of projects over the years. He's now our moderator. And uh, you might have noticed that, that Dave, you know, has started, he, he preached once for Laity Sunday, and then I asked him again, and, and he preached again, and then again, and, he, and then like three times over the summer, and, and we've been seeing him more in the pulpit. Well, he is transitioning out of being a partner of one of our country's most prestigious law firms, and has just started a wonderful new life himself for him and his family as he is just starting his first year in seminary as a full-time seminary student at Andover Newton at Yale Divinity School. So that is awesome, and that is very, very exciting. <clears throat> Pretty awesome. Congratulations, Dave, and we are obviously going to be seeing much more of, of Dave in the coming years. So many things going on, you know, so many things going on in, in our lives and in the kids' lives and every one of our lives, you know, sitting here. Different kinds of transformation, different kinds of transitions that are always happening in life. Our culture is transforming, right? Summer's a natural time to be noticing and making these shifts in life. As they say, life never stands still, does it? You're either growing and you're changing along with it, or you're decaying and you're declining. That's what happens with life. So, as people of faith, we embrace change. But then the question comes up, so what kind of change and what kind of life do we want to transform into? What kind of change in life do we want? Is God calling us to? Change for the sake of change, in my opinion, is, is meaningless kind of moving around, doing things different just because. So 29 years ago, I was, I was talking with, before I was talking with Southport Congregational Church, I was talking with a number of churches. There was a church in Massachusetts, and uh, we sat down with an interview, and I had looked at them, and they had looked at me, and um, it was a big, uh, it was, a, it was a, a contemporary church there. And so during our time of talking, um, one of them said, you know, we love change. We love change. We love to, we just love to just mix it up and do things different. And, and one of them said, yeah, like the, you know, one time when our last minister, um, he, one Sunday, he just changed the direction of all of our seats in our worship space. So we were just looking in a different way. And I said, well, that's interesting. I said, why? And they said, you know, just to do things differently. We love to shake it up. So at one point in the interview, they said to me, one of them says, says you know, how do you, how do you feel it's going here? And I said, I don't think it's a good fit. You know, I don't, I don't. I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me just to be, you know, doing things different, just to shake things up, I don't know. And directionless change is chaos. So I've been thinking about our time of transition. What we're doing as individuals, what we're doing as a congregation, from summer to a new church year. I thought about what do we want? You know, what are we about? What's, what's the direction of our transformation? What's our purpose? What's our focus? What do we want to become and evolve into? 
And in thinking about that for us collectively, I, I also thought about that a lot for myself and what am I about, you know? What are my priorities, my direction? What's my continuing calling? And all this stuff is bubbling around in my mind and soul. And not long ago at 4 a.m., I don't know if this ever happens to you, sometimes three, this kind of understanding arises and emerges and begins to clarify. And when it did, it was like this very loving and very welcome reminder, not only of who I really am as a human being, and who I want to be. But it's also who I am as a minister and a great reminder of who I am and who I want to be as a father and as a husband. And what's going to give me the greatest sense in my life of direction and satisfaction as I go forward? Because it's also... I understand what God wants me to be and who and what God wants all of us to be. This understanding that emerged is incredibly simple. I don't want you to think I'm a simpleton or anything, but it's very simple. It's very grounding. It's like a guiding star for me. And since then, I find myself saying these two words, a couple words, over and over about what it is. And after I do, I go, yeah, yep, that's right. I can do that. That's who I want to be. Two words, very simple and very powerful. And here it is. It's very brief, so I don't want you to miss it. Two things that draws me into sharp focus. One, I'm loving. That's who I am and that's, that's what I want to be in all things. So simple. It's a, so incredibly simple. And it's a great reminder of what drives me in all situations and how I want to go about life in all situations, in the good situations and in the tough situations. Because for as simple as it is, I know that simply reminding ourselves, I want to be a loving person in all things, is easy to get lost and get pushed aside in the shuffle of life, where we focus on so many things. So as for as ridiculous as it might sound, it's a good reminder. I want to be loving. Second thing is, I want to be helpful. That's who I really am at my best. I want to be loving and helpful, and you know what? That's it. That's simple. I can do that. But you know, 
In the midst of our life, with all of our transitions, job pressures, economic pressures, time pressures, ah, can't get everything done. Oh my God, what am I going to do next? This is crazy. I got to jam it in. Maybe relationship struggles, health challenges, aging and changing abilities that go with that. Through our life's wild successes where things can get out of control as well as through daunting challenges when we can feel life closing in on us. Remembering these two very simple things can have a very, very powerful impact of how to receive and how to deal with the day and how to deal with people. I got all these things to do. That's all right. You know what? I'm loving. I'm helpful. I can do this. I don't have to deal with a whole list of problems, issues to wrestle with. I'm helping with each one of these things. I'm helping in a loving way. And that changes things. That brings me back on center. And it makes me feel good as nothing else, regardless of circumstance. Try it. Try it. It also addresses these questions of, who am I in this situation? What am I supposed to do here? How am I supposed to respond? This is new. This is different. What's my direction? What does God want me to do here? What's the direction of our church? What is it that guides us and powers all that we do? Two things. That's right. Be loving and be faithful and helpful with my kids, with my spouse, with my friends, with my church, with those in need, in life's challenges and in the good times. And when we fall short, which we know we will, we can remember these things and we can get back on track very, very quickly. So as we approach the new year and any life transition, if we start with the right understanding, with the right mindset, with the right heart set, the rest we find really falls into their right place. Many things are going to be required of us in the coming year, in your lives. You know some of these things are going to be pleasant. Some of these things are going to be painful. It's inevitable. But through it all, May I be simply, and may we be simply and powerfully loving and helpful, and with God's help. As God said, and as we read these words, I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up. As a congregation, this is what is the, at the core of every single program that we do. We're not just doing stuff to do stuff or to be different. Everything that we do revolves around these two things. Every social event, every moment of outreach, it's at the heart of our stewardship. It's why you give, to love others and to help others. To help our children, to help thousands of people that we do in Bridgeport. All the way from, from the women and families who've been abused, to the men and the women and children who are homeless and hungry, fighting addictions, the educational programs that we support for lower income inner city kids who with help can and do succeed and they rise out of poverty through love and through help. Simple, powerful, spiritual, 
it can transform how you understand your life and your purpose and can understand and transform the world. This is not just as we're kind of wrapping up here, but this is not, obviously, it seems so blatantly simple. Of course. Pick up a newspaper and read the newspaper. And we see, this is what we do here. It's not the way of the world. Read any and every page. This is not the way of the world. But it is what we do. And it's what the world desperately needs. So as we close, I have a little piece that I'd like to share with you. And it's something that a church member sent me yesterday. And uh, it's something that she actually wrote. Deb Menick. I think Deb is here today. Deb is here today. She wrote it, she titled it, Let's remember what happened on September 12th. It's very personal. Because Deb's husband, Kevin, who is also Stephanie and Andrew, McCarthy's dad, Chelsea, he died in the Twin Towers on 9-11. And this piece, very powerfully, to me speaks of what can happen and what actually did happen for a period of time with an almost worldwide outpouring of love and help. Where Deb wrote, let's remember what happened on 9-12-01. the unimaginable loss and unforgivable violation of our national security on September 11, 2001 will truly never be forgotten. But we have to remember 9-12-01 because that next day brought humankind together. Communities and countries rose up with an outpouring of love and compassion. Powerful, heartfelt energy, healing began. Setting beliefs aside, neighbors stood side by side, unified as Americans. Flags flew. The people made the difference across streets, towns, state lines, partisan lines. The nation rallied, spreading love and empowering strength. Americans did what they needed to do to empower the healing. Many young adults signed up to serve in the United States military, signing their life on the dotted line to protect our nation. Charities formed to never forget. America grew stronger with compassion as the catalyst. The unthinkable events of 9-11 empowered the hearts of the American people to love more, help more, become a stronger people, 
let us all remember the actions that followed and the difference individuals can make. United, we stand stronger. The power and the clarity of simple things like love and help, so simple. It can transform people and communities and nations and even the world if we remember to prioritize that and if we stick with it. As we begin this new year, may this be yours, and may this be ours. It's going to be a great year. Amen. from this place into our life, into our world, into our joys, into our struggles, into our sorrow. May we go with deep, deep, profound love given to us by God who will strengthen us, 
who will help us, who will hold us up. And may we be that light and that tremendous beacon of love and courage and strength for the world. Go with peace, courage, and strength, all from God, now and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.